Hi, and welcome to today's episode of the Profit Productivity Podcast. It's your host, Michael Tipper. Who else would it be? Now, today's episode is called Reducing Friction and Other Stuff. So I'm in the middle of preparing a productivity masterclass for a client that I'm running in a couple of weeks' time. And one of the topics is that of reducing uh, reducing mental friction. So today I thought I'd share some of that content, explain how I'm using it in my own work to develop my own systems and businesses and productivity, etc. So reducing friction. Now, friction is a force of resistance. It slows down progress. If you have two different surfaces moving across each other, then any friction between them will impede that movement. The more friction, the slower the process or the slower the progress of one surface over the other. Now, sometimes friction can be a good thing. So if you've got to walk across an icy surface, then throwing some grit across it will stop you from falling over. But sometimes friction is a bad thing. Now, in the engine block of your car, if you don't do something about the friction between the metal surface of the piston and the cylinder as it moves in and out, up and down, side to side, depending on what the orientation of your engine is, then your engine is very likely to overheat and uh, seize up. That's why we put oil in our car engines. So how does friction, how does this concept of friction apply to productivity? Well, it ties in with this simple fact. The brain is fundamentally lazy. Now, let me explain. At the very base level of our existence, of our evolution, our brain has just two functions. And any idea what do you, th- what do you think they are? Well, I'll tell you. Its primary function is to keep us safe. And its secondary function is to minimise the use of energy so that it can maximise energy to keep us safe. So that means the brain, your brain, my brain, will take the easiest route whenever it possibly can. So it can serve, so it can conserve energy, so it can keep you and I safe. Now, when it comes to thinking, we've got two modes. A default mode that's always on. Daniel Kahneman, who won the Nobel Prize for Economics, called this system one thinking. So if I say to you, the grass is, it's quite likely you will finish the sentence with the word green. Now, that's the obvious answer. The grass is green. This is the one the brain will go straight to because it is the easiest answer. It's the one that has the most pathways to it in your brain. And it's an easy and obvious one. But there are other things grass could be. Uh, if we thought about it in in much greater depth, but we go for that easy one. So if I say five multiplied by three, you'd probably say 15 straight away. And this is your system one doing the thinking for that job. But what if I said, what's 17 times 28? Now, unless you know your 28 times table, the answer probably isn't obvious to you. And in fact, to work it out, you've got to think quite hard, even if you wrote it down and worked out the sums on a piece of paper. Now, Daniel Kahneman called the thinking necessary for this sort of task our system two thinking. It's thinking that requires effort and must be turned on to activate it. So if you're faced with a choice between doing the sums five times three or 17 times 28, your brain will pick the easiest route because it wants to conserve energy. So that's, that's where the, the link to productivity comes. The, the brain will take the easiest route. So what is the easiest, easiest route? The one with the least friction. Now, this is one where it can do the least amount of work to get a result. Now, in your work, what you do, if you can take away any difficulties, any challenges or any unnecessary steps that will get in the way of doing your job or that make it harder than it needs to be, then you'll be doing your brain a favour. Now, what you're trying to do here is reduce the amount of unnecessary deep thinking work that you have to do. So, if you have, so for example, if you have to keep writing a report from scratch every time it's needed, that's an example of friction. If you have to repeat a task um, that you've done before but can't remember how you did it last time, well, effectively, you've got to solve the problem again and do the work again. That's an example of friction. 
Um, if you currently do something that takes you seven steps with a bit of thought, it could be done in three steps. Then that's an example of friction. So the more you can reduce friction, the easier your life will become and the more likely you'll be able to do because your brain's not put off by something that appears difficult. So that's what, where friction comes in. That's where friction is a challenge. So the, what you're looking to do is just generally try and create the easiest route for your brain to get the job done so it expends the least effort. So examples of how you could do that. Um, you could create systems for your work so the results are repeatable. So you have a structure already defined, a sequence already defined, so that you can just turn the handle on the machine and it works. Documenting your processes so you don't have to remember them. That's another way of reducing friction because all you've got to do is pick up the document with the process in and just follow it. You don't have to think about it. It's already decided ahead of time. Another way of doing this is creating templates for any documents you regularly create so the work is already partly done. So there are a number of ways of doing this and technology is one of them. Today, I've been doing, I've been putting some work into a process for myself that will save me a lot of bother tonight. I'll explain why in a second. And in the future. Now, I've got to use system two thinking to create it. So there's an investment of some deep thinking first. But once it's done, I'll be able to stay in system one because all of the thinking donkey work will have been done for me already. Now, the process I'm talking about is the technical setup for recording a Skype video call with someone. It involves me setting up my Ecamm Live, it involves me bringing Skype in, it involves me checking settings, um, it involves me um, getting ready for uh, the, the, the interview that I'm going to be doing with it. And there's quite a few technical steps for getting it right so that it goes smoothly because this time I'm, I'm going to be, uh, the, the video call is going to be with someone else. I've got to make sure it's done quickly without wasting their time. So this process is quite important to me. So over the last couple of days I've drafted it. I've refined it and I've tested it, ready for its first proper use later tonight. And that investment is going to really help me because now I don't have to worry about doing a Skype video call because I've just got to take the document out, follow it, and that's done. That's what reducing friction is all about. So what's this? Uh, why am I doing Skype? Well, let me tell you about my new interview podcast. I'm starting a new podcast. Now, don't worry, I'm still going to be doing this one. Um, the new one is an interview podcast. It's still about productivity, but one where I, found out, where I find out what others do to help themselves be productive. So I want to go and mine the great stuff that really great productive people are doing. I'm going to be interviewing highly productive people, but I'm also going to be interviewing experts in a variety of fields that can help you and I become more productive by sharing some of the key insights. That might be about nutrition, it might be about psychology, it might be about the practicalities of processes or systems, it might be about peak performance, it might be about mindset. There's all sorts of people out there with some great stuff that I'm looking to draw upon for myself and also share with uh, the listeners to the podcast about how they too can become more productive. So the first interview is taking place tonight. Uh, it's going to be late tonight, so at 10pm my time, because I'm interviewing a very successful businessman based in New Zealand. So that's tonight, um, and I will let you know how it goes and what I learn from them. So that is today's episode. Until tomorrow. <laughs>